Welcome to BizBody, everyone. This is Keith Shimon. With me today is Brandon Miller. Today, we're diving into the next step past the personal vision, and that is the five-year, three-year, and one-year vision and plan of how you see your business. Also, how you see yourself in your business. What exactly will you be doing? It's also nice to know how much you expect to generate as well as how much you expect to take out of the business. In this episode, we talk about how Brandon and I deal with our own vision of where we think we are going in the five-year, three-year, and one-year increment and how it affects our day-to-day operations. We also talk about how it affects our relationship as friends. I know they say that you shouldn't always mix friendship with business, but in this case, it's really worked out rather well. So let's not waste any more time and let's get right to the show. Last time we talked about personal vision. This time, taking that vision to the business side rather than just you. What's kind of interesting is is we did this exercise, our five-year, our three-year, and our one-year vision of where we want the business to be. We worked backwards. And it was really kind of cool because overall, it reminded me a lot of the way I used to uh, do programming for exercise. Was, Was the end goal in mind first, and then from there, working backwards to see what was possible. And, and it, that was the closest thing that, that related to me as a, as a practitioner. Overall, this five-year, three-year, and one-year vision is what we're going to be talking about next. So um, first, I wanted to kick this off with, uh, with Brandon's take. So when you were doing this, like, what were some of the things that were running through your head? I think initially, after we got through and did the personality stuff and went through like our perfect day, I think it, it really made my idea of where I wanted to see our business go a lot more clear only because then it it starts to center around what you would like your day to be eventually you know and I think before we we did that I didn't really have a perfect day or I hadn't thought about it so I think after doing that my vision of where we wanted to be five years changed and three years changed um you know I think initially I thought well, you know, I'd like to work with clients, you know, 35 to 40 hours a week. I'd like to be able to do some continuing education three to four times a year. I'd like to be able to, you know, uh, establish this podcast. And then you start to really dive into, man, like you start adding up the hours and it's like, dude, that's a 70 hour plus work week. (laughs) And, you know, you're like, uh, do I really want to be working 70 hours a week when I'm 55 years old? And it's like, no, I don't. Um, you know, and I think from there, you know, my vision of how our business needed to start to shape itself, uh, really changed. And I think, uh, you know, personally, I enjoy working one-on-one with clients. Like I, I really enjoy the, the the challenge of working with, I guess, quote-unquote, hard clients, cl- clients that have a lot of issues, right? But I also came from a performance background, and I also enjoy being in the gym. I also enjoy like working with athletes from time to time. And I feel like you know, the last couple of years, we've kind of gotten drawn away from that because we've got a certain skill set that allows us to work with people that really honestly need our help more than, you know, even 
the performance side of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, as we started to go through the perfect day and what we wanted things to look like, you know, my ideas of what I wanted to have my hands in a little more started to change. But I also had the idea of how much money I wanted to make too. Yeah. yeah. So, based on those things, like it gave me a better perspective of okay, if I want to make X amount of dollars, I want to work X amount of hours and X amount of days, how is our business going to look like that is also going to complement the people that I enjoy working with? Yeah, right. completely. So, you know, at that point, I think you start to look at, man, my perfect day would be, you know, this. And, you know, when I started to break it down, I went from being somebody who really thought, you know, I could really see 35 clients a week and be really, really happy with that. To where now, you know, five years from now, I hope we have a thriving gym with 100 to 150 members that, you know, are getting an experience that they can't get anywhere else through exercise. And I have a huge role in that because I I still enjoy that part. Um, and not doing so much hands-on stuff with one-on-one clients because I realize over time, like, I'm just not going to be able to keep that kind of pace up. Yeah. Um, so being able to supplement the fact that we charge a premium for our one-on-ones with still being able to work with people in the gym, do exercise, which I love, um, but also actually help more people in the process, right? It's like I can only help so many people when I'm trading my hour for your hour. Whereas if I've got 15 or 20 people in my hour, I can affect a lot more people in general. So, you know... After going through that process, I think, you know, my five-year plan changed from, you know, more one-on-one stuff to, man, I really want to grow this gym thing. I think if we do it right, this gym thing could be a franchisable thing where, you know, now we're, you know. So the vision just completely changed. Yeah. It it went from like one particular idea and had to become aligned with what was going on with your personal vision because it was like, it was just out of whack In, in like when those things aren't in alignment and, and, and to trump that and put that like, sorry, to, to anyone that, that knows the U.S. situation, not politically trumped, but in, in, in one step above that, it's the idea that not only is your vision in alignment, but then also your core values are in alignment, too. And, that, and that's something for, for a different time that we'll talk about with, with like our core values and our beliefs in, in structured around the idea of what you were just talking about with the gym as well. It's like we have this deep-seated belief in, in our system for the way that we view exercise and the way it's prescribed today in, in general, like which we believe is a, is a huge hole in the market, which only really came about how we're doing it based upon uh, this introspective process of our personal vision and our our five-year vision and, and, and all those things, how it can affect the community and, and, and be alignment with the, the money thing, the value thing, and then also how, like our purpose, like the, the, the purpose part of it, which to me, if, if they're not in alignment, it just doesn't work. Like something's off and, and people know it's off. They, they know it's off because deep down they know something's wrong. They have a really good meter for, for like the BS meter. Like they just know something's not right. It, it actually, it, it could possibly be that. It's like what you say and what you do and what's around them just like, they just don't add up. That starts with us in like, like making sure that that's the messaging, um, like what we're doing and the driver behind it are all in alignment. Well, and I think, you know, 
we're business partners, right? And we're best friends. And my perfect day isn't going to look like your perfect day. And, you know, your idea on how to get to your perfect day probably isn't going to be the same as mine. And I think, you know, when you go through something like that, that is the scary part of this. It's like, you know, what if my day looks completely opposite of yours? What if I want my perfect day to be where I'm spending, you know, three, four hours in the office and the rest, I'm never here, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're a grinder. So you want to be here 10, 12 hours a day, you know, like how do you, if that's the case, how do you make that work as business partners to where you don't feel slighted because I'm never here and I don't feel slighted because, you know, like I feel guilty that you're here all the time. Right. And I think, you know, that's where the whole idea of, you know, the communication between business partners comes into play because it doesn't mean it's right or wrong, you know, whether or not you believe one thing and your business partner believes another, it's whether or not you, you guys can come together then and create a vision that makes you both happy. And that might be a combination that might be somebody's, you know, given a little more than they're taken. Um, or it might be something that, you know, you just realize over time that maybe isn't for the both of you in the first place. Right. And completely. And I think that can be the scariest part of this, you know, scenario is like, what if you're not on the same page with your business partner? And like, is it something that you need to maybe go and move out on your own and do something on your own? Or, Mm you know, can you guys come to an understanding of where you want to go with this thing? Because I know when we initially started talking about some of this stuff, man, like I, I remember how scalable you wanted to make this. And, you know, while that initially at the time was like, oh yeah, that's not too bad. The more I started to think about it, the more I'm starting to think, well, the more scalable we make this, the less involved on a day-to-day basis I actually get. And I don't know if I want that. Yeah, no, you know? completely, completely. And, and, and that was something coming to terms with as well is scary for me because like I've always been I've always been like the research exercise guy you know I've always I've always been the guy that the guy that that took it upon himself to go the extra mile to find the connections between different modalities and whatnot and try to make things work I've never been I've never been um, the the business owner franchisee CEO guy. Like I've never been that guy. I've never viewed myself as that person. But the more that I do this, the more that I understand how much it fits into the exercise part of of my purpose. You know, in in and also how it relates to our relationship into what we need to communicate and and prioritize our communication on. Like I always viewed in the past meetings as being ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous. There's no point to a meeting. Like it was a waste of my time. I could be studying something that would make me better. And then I realized that that was also the way that I dealt with my communication, which was I wanted to be a better practitioner. Everyone else around me just adapt. Like, honestly, it, like either you see what I'm doing and you do it or you don't or you ask me about it. Cool. Not like, hey, what are you up to? And, and, and truly share, share these ideas of exercise. And that goes hand in hand with communication strategies on where this place is going and where we want to go and, and where we want to build this. Or do we want to stay small and do we want to just cap it at the people that we see? And if we do, what are the numbers that make that economically feasible for the lifestyles that we want to have? You mm-hmm. know, and, and so we better know what kind of lifestyle we want to have 
what kind of money we can expect, and is that enough? Yeah, and I think you know the biggest thing that I found with as far as working backwards is it's like you said it's it's just like training. It's like when when a client comes in, especially an athlete, right? You know, what's the first thing you ask is you go through their history and what are they trying to accomplish? What's their goals? You know, what sport do they play? Like, then you find out the sport. Well, when's the biggest event in your sport? And you know, like everybody's done that, you know, periodized model where you kind of work back backwards from, you know, the most important event that they have and try to peak them at the right time. Right. And business is the same way. It's like, you know, if, if you take things in small steps where you're almost reacting to things changing versus anticipating things changing or actually have an ultimate goal in mind of where you want to be, it's like the five-year idea is more of, you know, let's sit down and, and let's set this reach goal, right? And, you know, you hear that quite a bit from different different people about, about setting reach goals, like something that, you know, may just slightly be outside of attainable, but it's better, you know, to have something like that than something that's too easy to attain, right? So if I have, if you and I come up with this five-year vision of where we want to be, and let's say, it is a little much it is a little bit of a stretch for us to pull that off in 5 years well at least our 3 year plan and our 1 year plan can be alignment with trying to reach that 5 year goal if we start with a year oh what do we want to be in a year and then where potentially could we be yeah. in 3 like how are you ever going to figure out where year 5 is going to be completely one thing just to add to that real quick was you have planning programming doesn't mean that everything that's on the sheet of paper gets done because everything changes day to day second by second or minute by minute second by second and person to person it's all individualized and and I think because you're aware of like where you're at and how your vision changes over time and you're communicating that between your partners or the team or if it's just you that you're honest with yourself and your significant other which is a whole nother can't like can of worms right is is you're at least able to go beyond that plan and listen to what's going on around you because like most people don't listen and aren't honest with themselves about what's happening around their environment so that when all of a sudden their environment changes they're like well I still do this thing well what if your thing doesn't fit who you're trying to market to or who you're trying to serve and all of a sudden you find yourself not serving anybody like mm-hmm. you you have nothing coming in you have no revenue coming in you feel like your stuff like we talk about that identity thing you feel like you're failing because you're not serving anybody and then on top of it it's just like there's this crisis mode and everyone sees that you're desperate you just not you're cutting yourself off from listening if you don't even have that plan to start is what i feel yeah and i think you know that can be a daunting task if you've never done anything like that and i think you know like we've kind of talked about before um you know with us it started with our personality tests and our perfect day and then evolved into this but you know um we're coaches like we coach people we work with people on you know making making exercise a better experience for them right yet you know a lot of us in this industry don't have our own coaches and i think yeah, until yeah. till we finally took a step back and said okay we have this kind of idea of where we want things to go but how do we put that together and until we actually sit down with actually like one of my clients who owns several businesses and helped us go through strategic planning i don't think we had a full grasp of 
what we could actually do or what we had to look at in order to create a plan like this. And so I guess my advice would be at this point, you know, if you're at this point where you're looking to set your five-year goal and then work backwards, you know, there's nothing wrong with reaching out. If you if you've got clients that own businesses and are very successful or you know people or you just go out and hire somebody, it's a good idea to get an outside perspective that can, you know, give you an you know, an honest opinion of what they think of your idea that isn't in your space, isn't in your market, because a lot of times we're in it so much, we don't really see the shortcomings a lot of times, you know, and you don't think of things that um, may be troublesome down the road, right? Because you're like, oh, that's a non-factor. Well, somebody outside looks at that as like, ooh, that's a huge red flag, yeah. you know? Um, and I never appreciated that until we actually sat down with Todd yeah. and really started talking about some of these things that, you know, um, really, I think, narrowed our focus a little bit more. So oh, we, weren't, we weren't so, you know, like this broad, you know, view of things. That, that, was, really you, that tun- was you, not me. Yeah, it kind of really <laughs> tunneled things down for us yeah. and got us more almost like in a better alignment with one another and how we wanted to create our strategy to try to attain our five-year goal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And just to, just to wrap things up real quick, like Brandon said, number one, finding outside help can, can always help no matter what space you're entry, whatever your practice is, try to get outside of your space to be able to have better information to make your practice, you know, actually help people because the whole bottom line is finding out how you can serve better and help more. So if you'd like to see examples of a five-year vision, um, check out bizbody.net. We'll have a couple different examples and also um, a couple links in the show notes on other websites that, that do this as well to hopefully point in the right direction. Thanks for making it to the end of the show. Next week, look forward to an upcoming interview with a couple that runs a successful physical therapy shop in Denver, Colorado. That's episode seven. In episode eight, we'll be covering core values and how they aid our staff in making better decisions. Right around the corner, look for an episode on money flow charts and see if your plan has legs. And if it doesn't work on paper, you might have to rethink some things. So hope you have a great week. We'll be back at it at the same channel next week with the same commitment to help you build a great practice.